Hello and welcome back to the Sassy Podcast. Today we have a juicy topic. We are talking about meeting your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other's parents for the first time and kind of some tips and tricks to put your best foot forward and make sure that you are leaving a good impression and hopefully everybody loves each other and it is as simple as that. If you've ever been in a relationship, you probably know that that is not always the case and it can be challenging sometimes. Uh, there are a lot of kind of tips and tricks that I have learned over the years that I would love to share with you guys. Kevin is not on this episode today because he in fact is spending time with his own family so I felt like it would be a little fun kind of FaceTime date between you and me. I had talking points for this video but I really wanted it to feel a little bit more casual and more like we're on FaceTime because this can be a very daunting and scary topic. I don't know about you guys but personally I care so much about what other people think of me when there are people that are important, of course. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my personal stories, things that I've learned or made mistakes in the past, and walk you through, start to finish, how you and I are going to get through this, okay? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So maybe you've been dating someone for some time and you're thinking about it like, oh, when is the perfect time to meet a significant other's parents? Because sometimes I feel like that timing is tough. So for example, I did not meet Kevin's parents for quite a long time due to COVID. And I feel like that actually made things a lot worse because I feel like when you meet someone Earlier on, it's more casual. You don't feel as stressed about it. The The stakes are not as high. Whereas if you kind of like drag it out and wait longer, then it becomes this big thing that it once wasn't. If it were up to me, I think the healthiest mark to meet your boyfriend, girlfriend's parents is probably somewhere between the three to nine month mark of dating. Obviously, if you're dating somebody who you feel like maybe you don't have a future with, then I would probably just avoid this conversation altogether because you don't want to be bringing too many people to your parents and them feeling like, is this a serious thing? Do I need to take this seriously? Like, I would definitely reserve those for the people who actually matter because for your parents too, probably, you know, can be a stressful experience as well. So I would say sometime like right around the six month mark is a healthy part where, you know, you guys know each other well enough in the relationship and you can guide them through this experience. In my opinion, I feel like the best setting to meet a significant other's parents is in a neutral setting. Like if you can avoid going to someone's home for the first time, I actually think it's a really great idea if you can. Obviously, there are some situations like a family party or a holiday where those gatherings are more likely to be at home. But I feel like actually like a restaurant or a park or something like that is actually a place 
plus. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's a neutral environment, nobody sort of has like the advantage or the upper hand. Like if you are going to somebody else's home, obviously you are at the disadvantage, right? Like you don't know where everything is. And depending on how you act in that environment, I feel like it can go both ways. Like because you don't know where the plates are, where the spoons are, the forks are, like you're going to be even more nervous because you are you know that you need to help. You know that it's good if you help, but you don't know where everything is. And it's just kind of a stress inducing experience. If you can choose like a neutral place where nobody kind of has an upper hand, I feel like that's easy. The other thing is also, you know, let's say, God forbid, this meeting does not go well or, you know, it's getting dragged on longer than it probably should. In a neutral place, it's much easier to step out or be like, OK, like we're, we're moving on to the next activity. Whereas if you are in someone's home, you're going to feel really obligated, you know, if they continue to host you that you're going to have to stay. A restaurant, I think, is great. Picking a cuisine that everybody likes, preferably a food that is not too messy or that is going to get all up in your teeth because that's going to make you even more nervous. Um, But I think that's actually a really great place. So Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tips for meeting the parents. And this goes both ways. So if you are the person bringing someone to meet your parents versus if you are meeting someone else's parents, I think the same tips apply. So whichever party you are, I think these will be helpful for you, especially for Asian parents. But for all parents in general, make sure you catch your partner up to speed on what topics to absolutely avoid. So there are some sensitive topics for every family and you want to make sure not to hit them right on the target. Some common ones for this may be politics. Perhaps it is about, you know, academics related to a sibling, you know, whatever those kind of red flags are that are going to trigger people in a conversation. Make sure you communicate that to your partner. If you've told any white lies or even blatant lies in the past, you also want to catch your partner up to speed on that. So let's say you went on a camping trip and you didn't tell anybody about it um, or your parents don't want you going camping and so you just didn't tell them about the trip. Make sure that your partner doesn't then go and bring that up. So definitely catch them up to speed on everything related to that. Another great tip is to never show up empty-handed. It doesn't matter where you're going in an outdoor setting, in an indoor setting, you should always bring something. And a gift that is thoughtful is going to be a lot more meaningful than a gift that is expensive monetarily. It's really not about the money. It's about the thought and the intention that you've put behind the thing that you are giving. So for Asian families, a very popular thing that people give is fruits. Um, I think it's like a, a sign of love, a sign of affection. Asian families in particular often have fruits after every meal. Um, It's kind of like the dessert because we don't really like to eat things that are too sweet. And I feel like desserts are like the perfect thing where it's like still kind of healthy for you. Um, And so the fruits will definitely be well received and nicely eaten. 
If you don't want to bring fruit, some other really great options include, let's say they really like chocolate, like bring them a box of their favorite brand of chocolate or, you know, a bag of coffee or tea. The really important thing with this is making sure that you are putting intention and thought behind this gift. So for example, if they are not a family that drinks coffee ever and you give them you know, a bag of coffee, that's going to mean very little to them and maybe even be minus points for you. So just really make sure you're communicating with your partner like, hey, like what, what is a good thing that I can give them in this situation? And then I think presentation is also very important. Make sure you are not just like, you know, the price tag isn't still on there. Make sure that you are not just like throwing it into a bag. I know it's really easy to feel like casual, but if you can err on the side of more intentional, I think a little bit can go a really long way. I always make sure that it is properly put in like a cute gift bag with some tissue paper. And if you have the time to write a card, it does not need to be a long card, but even a short card saying like, thank you for taking the time to meet with me. Those little gestures can mean a lot. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, in terms of if you are eating out at a restaurant, you always, always, always want to fight for the bill. The ultimate pro move is actually to go a step further and mid-meal pretend that you need to go to the bathroom and make sure you pay off the bill then so that you can avoid the entire awkward paycheck fight altogether. But at the very least, you should definitely try to fight for the bill. And I think that's true regardless of whether you are a man, a woman. Like, it's the intention and the thought that shows that you care about the parents. And it's like the gesture of respect. Now, if you are in a home setting and there is no bill to fight for, you still want to make sure you are doing what you can to help. Like, they're probably hosting you for a meal, but you want to make sure that you are, you know, whether it's helping set up the plates or doing the dishes, um, they're always going to say no, but you always want to try to get in there and, like, do a little bit to help. You guys already know that we love Coffee Meets Bagel. We've talked about them a ton on the show because they are serious about dating. So serious that if you sign up for the app and say you're looking for a casual relationship, the app recommends you check out a different app because this one is for the real ones. Over 91% of daters on Coffee Meets Bagel are looking for a serious relationship, especially for people like us. Our schedules are super demanding and we don't want to waste time if the other person is not looking for something real. That's why we love Coffee Meets Bagel. It's so much more intentional with pro profile questions that actually matter for building a long-term relationship. They curate a set of profiles every day at noon with personalized matches so you can spend less time swiping and more time connecting. We've teamed up with Coffee Meets Bagel to bring you one month of Coffee Meets Bagel Premium to make it even easier for you to find a serious relationship. To redeem the offer on Android, use Mickey and Kev in the Coffee Meets Bagel app. On iOS, use Mickey and Kev via the link provided in the video slash podcast description. 
Now let's talk about the different personalities. There's the parents, sometimes there's other siblings or other family members, and everyone is going to have a different personality type. The best thing you can do is always err on the side of warmth, right? Because if you think about it, like the the last thing you want to do is go in there like super defensive or abrasive or... You know, I think a lot of the times we can bring in our own personal feelings from things that we have heard maybe from your partner or from the past or even from our own familial relationships. Like you will sometimes bring that trauma with you into new situations. Trying to get to know people at face value, I feel like is really important. Like give everybody a chance to show you who they are, especially if you are the one meeting their family. Like they are already a family unit, right? Like you are the person who is extra in that sense and so if anything you need to be like extra you need to be warm like they've been a unit for let's say like 20 years or something like you are just now coming in and introducing yourself so you want to make sure that you err on the side of warmth and compassion something really important that stood out to me was you don't want to try to be colder than the coldest person in the room because sometimes you will meet people who are just, you know, they're like a clam, they're like a shell, it's closed, and it's really hard to get to know them. And in those situations, what we often want to do is react and also like shut down and okay, well, you're being cold, well, I'll just be cold back to you. That is not what you want to do because that is exactly what that cold person would expect you to do. And then they can go out and say like, see, that's exactly what they thought they were going to be like, like, be the bigger person, warm up to them, um, talk about things that they are passionate about because genuinely, I think you can get anybody to open up. It just, it takes time. It takes effort. What bad things can they say about you if you are warm and gentle and kind, right? If you are at a loss of words, you don't know where to carry the conversation. I think, you know, it's your partner's responsibility to kind of prep you and like give you everyone's like hobbies and things that they like so that you know what kind of topics to bring up at the table. But the one thing that will always, always work is to comment and praise them. You want to give positive words of affirmation. Like no one is ever offended by positive things. So, you know, even things that are as simple as like complimenting their outfit or their color choice or anything like that, I feel like can really spark a conversation. Listening about what they're actually saying and just asking them questions about the things that they are talking about is so, so important because it shows that you care. It shows that you're listening. In a lot of ways, I feel like there are a lot of parallels to when you are doing like an official job interview. It's a parallel situation, right? Where you, in the same way, want to perform at your best and you want to leave a lasting impression and you want them to say good things about you, right? I think where it can be a little bit different is in a job interview, you often, you know feel the need to kind of pretend to be something that you aren't sometimes or like maybe the best 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 version of yourself and stretching the truth a little bit I think with family and meeting parents and stuff you want to remain pretty authentic because you cannot pretend forever like this is a relationship that you you know if you stay with this person you're gonna have to maintain over long long periods of time and you can only hide the truth for so long obviously you should be on your best behavior but they should accept you for who you are and what you think obviously you want to impress them but you don't want it to come from a place of inauthenticity but I think it's a really fine balance right like are there things about yourself that you could maybe not 
not lie about, but withhold information when you know that it could be beneficial because not everything has to be shared with parents or parental units, right? And so being really careful and intentional with what you share, I think is really the trick to mastery here, especially with Asian parents. Like I think there are different things that tick off different people. And so just making sure that you are not painting yourself in a light that goes the wrong direction. Another big downfall that I see a lot of couples face is PDA, public displays of infection. So how much PDA should you have when you are meeting the parental units? As with like a job interview, I would probably err on the side of caution. You don't want to make anybody uncomfortable in this situation. So nothing definitely overtly affectionate. I think a mistake that people can make is showing too much affection or too much love for your partner early on. It almost feels like love bombing for everybody else who is watching the situation and it may just feel a little weird. I would let the partners whose parents you're meeting take the lead on any sort of displays of affection. In this conversation, obviously you guys will be learning a lot about each other. They're going to be learning about you and you about them. When you are talking about yourself, I think it is very important not to feel like you are like regurgitating your resume or spouting your success at them. Um, it's not a competition to see who is better, who is more accomplished, who is more wonderful. Think about it like these are the people who you want to surround yourself with. Like, like when you pick your friends, are you picking the people with the best looking resume, the highest paying job, you know, like obviously, yeah, those are pluses, but make sure that you at the core, the, there's nothing more important than just having a good personality and being easy to get along with. I think that trumps a lot of other things. Sometimes there can be a bit of a language barrier, and even if not directly a language barrier or like a gen generational barrier, there are a lot of barriers when, when it comes to communicating with parental units. Just do what you can to mitigate that situation. So for example, if there is a language barrier, let's say they speak Mandarin fluently and you only speak English, I think showing that you were thoughtful and you went through and like learned a couple of Mandarin phrases, at least to like say hello or to greet them, goes a long, long way. And then in terms of a generational gap, obviously, you know, parentals are elders. And so, you know, there are things that you're going to have disagreements on when it comes to how things are handled. Parents often love to share their wisdom and they are going to want to share their ideas on things, especially sometimes when they know that it contrasts with your ideas. The worst thing you can do in that situation is start to get defensive and explain your POV. But as the guest, you never want to be the person to like start an argument or, you know, say something that can cause a very awkward environment. Bottom line, I don't think you need to be besties with them. Obviously, it's great if you guys like each other and get along, but I think more than anything, you want to establish mutual respect. You guys all love the same person, so if all the people that you love can get along, there is nothing more important than that. 
Now let's talk about what to wear. I think a general theme of this episode is that you want to err on the side of caution. Again, I would definitely go with a more conservative route. If you can look a little bit more done up or professional than you usually look, I think that's good. Another really good gauge is to obviously look at what your partner is going to be wearing. You want to make sure the two of you are in the same kind of aesthetic so that you guys look like you are a good team, a good unit. I would definitely avoid anything that could be taken the wrong way or be more controversial or even graphic tees with maybe words, you know, profanity, things like that. I think how you dress is a reflection of how much you care about that interaction. Even if he or she says, oh, they're going to show up super casual, if you can look a little bit better than that, I think that is a good place to land. And obviously, as you get to know people better, it will probably be more casual down the line and it will be something that you worry about less and less over time. A lot of the times I think we make up a lot of imaginary scenarios and make things out to be a lot worse than they actually end up being, especially meeting the parents I feel like is a popular one to come up with scary scenarios in our head. A lot of the times the people that you meet are actually like so friendly, so kind. They welcome you with a big hug into their homes. Oftentimes we ask ourselves, what if things go wrong? What if they don't like me? What if they tell us to break up, right? Like we think of a million different things and instead, I want you to ask yourself, what if things work out? What if they love me? What if I now have a second family, right? Like it can totally go either way. Don't make up scenarios before you actually even know the answer, or even get to know the people. The most important thing is that you can show up as a genuine, authentic, kind, warm person, which you probably already are anyways, and making sure that that is conveyed and comes across appropriately um, is going to be your best bet. If you are meeting the parents soon or if you are bringing someone to meet your parents soon, I wish you the absolute best of luck. Don't forget that you can respond to the Spotify poll and let us know what episodes you want to see next, what conversations we should have. But as always, I will see you guys next week. Bye!